This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Are we on? Okay, good evening everyone. Thank you everyone for coming. Uh, tonight's uh, shear and doubleheader dinner. In uh, another few minutes we're going to take a break. There's another order coming in. <laughs> tonight's shear and dinner is sponsored by the Nisana family. Lili Nishmas, their father, Elio ben Istam. Um, Elio ben Istam was a very humble, quiet man who sat modestly, did not speak about other people. And on this occasion, we're Mavarech, the whole family. We want to welcome all the guests and the Chashver Abonim who came to join us tonight. It's a cover to have Rabbi Yisrael Yitzchakov and our good friend Rav Amnon Kariyav and all the family and guests who have come to join in the, in the, on the occasion. And we're Mavarech, the whole Mishpacha, that the Neshama should have an Aliyah, should be a Melitz Yosher, for Simchas, Nachas, Vesuras Toivos, good health, Harnas Berevach, and Hashem should watch over the whole Mishpacha, Ad Biyas Goyal Tzedek. Okay, uh, welcome everyone. Thank you everyone for coming. Tonight we're going to examine a Gemara that we've probably seen many, many times. Dozens of times, perhaps hundreds of times. But I venture to say that we missed certain very key elements of this Gemara that will really open our eyes to many fundamental points in Judaism. The Gemara tells us in Masech Yuma on Daf Tesem Beis. Mikdash Rishon Mibnei Macharav. Everybody knows, so far in our history, we've had two Batei Mikdashim. Why was the first base of Mikdash destroyed? Says the Gemara in Yuma and Daftesim and Beis, Mibnei Gimel Dvarim Shahayubai. Because of three sins that they had. Avodazara, Giliarayos, Shrichos Damim. Idolatry, illicit relations, murder, bloodshed. This is something we're all familiar with in the times of the first base of Mikdash. They violated the big three, right? The three cardinal sins. Ask the Gemara, Avomikdash Shani. But in the times of the second Mesa Mikdash, they didn't serve idols, they didn't commit Giliarayos, they didn't murder. In fact, they were actually on a very high level. Shahayu Oiskim Batayro of Mitzvahs. They learned Tyra. They did Mitzvahs. Gemilas Chasadim. They did acts of kindness. Mibnei Macharav. Why was the second Mesa Mikdash destroyed? Times of the second base of Mikdash, you get, someone gave a shear, it was packed. Everybody learned, everybody davened, everybody did chesed. Why was the base of Mikdash destroyed? Says the Gemara, Mipnei Shahoysa Boy Sinas Chinam, because they had baseless hatred. Lil Ahmedcha, you know what this teaches you? Sheshkula Sinas Chinam, that Sinas Chinam is equivalent, Keneged Shaloy Shaveros, to the big three, Avoy Dezara, Gili Arayos, now let's stop right there. This is something we hear every year, right? The, the, the videos on Tisha B'Av, Sinas Chinam, it's so bad. Rabbi say, what's so bad? It's exaggerated. It's so bad. What's the punishment for Sinas Chinam? First of all, you're not chayiv kares for Sinas Chinam. It's not even a lav sheish by Maisa. There is no punishment given to the Bezdin. Bezdin will not administer any punishment in this world to, to somebody who hates their friend. You're going to tell me Sinas Chinam is equal to Avodah Zarah, Gilearayah, Guess what? It's not even equal to one of them. I'm very confident in saying it's not even equal to one of them. It's not. It's a love shame by Maisa. There's no punishment. What's so bad? So you hate your friend. So it's a love. Shatnis, you get Malchus for. Sinas Chinam, you don't get Malchus for. Shatnis is worse. 
What's the Gemara talking about that Sinas Chinam is equal to all three? Okay, the Gemara continues. Now listen to this. Rishayim Hayu. In the times of the first base Hamikdash, they were wicked. Now this is a line that I venture to say most people really miss. When they learn this Gemara, they miss this line. This might be the most important line in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Rishayim Hayu. In the times of the first base Hamikdash, they were wicked. But they had faith in God. Now that's like out of left field. What does that have to do with anything? It says in the times of the first base of Mikdash, By the way, during Bayes Rishon, you know what the Gemara says? They had faith in God. They had trust in God. You know, they don't, they never quote that part of the Gemara. Well, what's that supposed to mean? That the times of the first place of Mikdash, they had trust in Hashem. Gemara continues, look in the next paragraph. Still in number one. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lazar, Amri Tarvayu. Listen to this. How long was the first base of Mikdash destroyed for? For how many years? Seventy. How about the second base of Mikdash? How long was the second base of Mikdash destroyed for? Yeah, a lot longer. Till now, we still don't have it. Says the Gemara. Rishonim By bias Rishon, where their sins were out in the open, they were revealed. They were open, revealed sins. So therefore, their end was revealed to them by the Navi. The Navi Yirmiya says, 70 years, you guys are going back. Achroinim. But in the times of Bayashani, where their sins were not revealed, the sin wasn't revealed, it was hidden in their heart. The end is also not revealed, we have no idea when it will end. Got it? Bayas Rishon, the sins were out in the open, the end was transparent, everybody knew when the end would be. Bayashani, the sin was hidden, we have no idea when it will end. Gemara continues. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, now listen to this. Taiva tziparnan shal rishonim mikresoy shal Better is the fingernail of the people during Bayas Rishon than the stomachs of the people during Bayasheni. Now what's that supposed to mean? What's the analogy here? Why are we comparing the people by Bayas Rishon to fingernails and the people to Bayasheni to the stomach? So the simple meaning is, right, the fingernails are expendable. You could cut off someone's nails, they'll be fine. Right? In fact, some people could use a good, you know, a good uh, manicure, right? You cut off somebody's fingernails, nothing will happen to them. But the stomach contains, right, the vital parts. Not your supper, but your, right, the heart, the, the lungs, the intestines. So what the Gemara is saying is, the fingernails of the earlier people are greater than the stomachs of the later people. Fine, the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, who is worse? People by Bayes Rishon or people by Bayes The Gemara concludes, Bayes was worse and the proof is in the pudding. Just look at the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash returned to the people in Bayes Rishon. It did not return to those who lived in the times of Bayes So I've always said there are a number of things we have to examine about this Gemara. Number one, once and for all, let's get to the bottom of it. Everybody says, Sinas Chinam, it's so terrible, it's so bad, why can't we all get along? Let's all, you know, put our arms around each other in harmony and sing, right? No, 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 what's so bad? So we don't get along. It's, it's not one of the big three. It's not in the Yasser Sadebrois. It's a lav shame by Maisa. You're not Chayiv Kares. You're not Chayiv Malkis. There's no punishment in this world. It's a nice thing. 
But why is it so such a fundamental crack to the point where the Gemara says it's equivalent to all three? Also, the Gemara says during Bayesheni they had sinas chinam. Wait a second, they also murdered. If anybody ever read Josephus, you'll see by Bayesheni there was also ritzicha, there was also murder, and during Bayes Rishon there was also sinas chinam. So what's the Gemara saying? Oh, by Bayes Rishon, their sin was outward, they didn't have sinas chinam. By Bayesheni they had sinas chinam, they had no ritzicha. It's not even true. All sins existed by both. Okay, Rabbi said, take a look in the Gemara Kedushin on Lamed Omed Beis. Rabbi said, tonight's shir is going to be about somebody who we all know very well, somebody who we deal with every day, every hour, every moment. Today we're going to learn a little bit about the Yetzirah. Says the Gemara Masech the Kedushin. Tanarabana. Kasha Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is so bad, it's so difficult. Sha'afilu Yetzirah Karayra. Even its creator calls him bad. Shenemar ki adam raminurah. Says the Gemara, the Yetzirah is so bad, even God calls him bad. Why does God call the Yetzirah bad? The Yetzirah is not bad. He's very good. He does a good job. God created the Yetzirah to get a person to do an Avera, and he's very good at it. He's only doing his job, right? Let's think about it. The Yitzhahara is very... Who got up earlier today? You or the Yitzhahara? The Yitzhahara got up before you. You know how I know? Because when your alarm went off, Yitzhahara was already telling you, stay in bed. That means he got up before you. So he's doing a better job than... What, what do you want from the poor guy? The, God gave him a job. You know, they were online. Hashem was giving out jobs. He got stuck with the job that he has to get you to stay in bed. He has to get you to speak Lashahara. What, why is God criticizing Yitzhahara? He's a good guy. He's just doing the job. What, what, what's the big... And listen to this. The Gemara in Sukkah says, Anun Beis Amad Beis, Tano Debei Rabbi Shmuel, Impa If the Menuvel gets a hold of you, who's the Menuvel? The Yitzhahara. Right? Don't have, you better give the right answer to this question, right? Who's the Menuvel? The Yetzirah. So where do you take him if the Yetzirah gets a hold of you? Drag him to the base Medrash. Right? If he's like a stone, the Torah will dissolve him. If he's like iron, the Torah will shatter him. You hear this? You hear what we're calling the Yetzirah? You know what we're calling him? A Menuval. Why is he a Menuval? That's, that's not nice. You know, you call someone a Menuval, you know, you're going to get it from him. You, but if you call someone a Menuval, they're not going to take that from you. Right? Why are we calling the Yitzhar a Menuvel? That, that's like the worst name you could call somebody. He's just doing the job. This is the job God assigned him to do. Why are we giving him this criticism? Now look at number four. Gemara and Sukkah says further. That everybody, you know, everybody says, we want Mashiach now, we want Mashiach now. Really? That's not what, that's not, it's not true. We don't want Mashiach now. Shlomo HaMelech said, Yamim Asher'in Bohem Chefes. You know what we don't want to come? We don't want Mashiach to come. Shalom HaMelech says, why? Because when Mashiach comes, there's not going to be any more reward. There's no, you're not going to have a Yitzhahara. So why do we daven for Mashiach? It's not good for us, it's good for Hashem. So we say, Hashem, even though it's not good for us, we like it now. So you're lucky you live in America. In America, you have much bigger challenges. You get much more schar, you get much more reward. The Gemara says, Shalom HaMelech says about Mashiach, Yomim Asher'ein Bohem Chayfet. It's not good. Because once Mashiach comes, you know, 
It's like, you know, the team that wins. Everybody jumps on the bandwagon. So Mashiach comes, all of a sudden, everybody's going to, you know, jump aboard. We're going to say, sorry, too late. You're not getting any more reward. It's only the people that figured it out, you know, while there's still a challenge, they're going to be rewarded. And yet, look, look, look what the Gemara says in Sukkah. La'asid lavai, b'yimais ha-Mashiach, b'yimais tchias ha-Mesim, look at number four. Mavi'ai ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu li-Yetzahara, God will bring the Yetzahara, b'shoichtoi b'fnei ha-Tzadikim, and God is going to slaughter the Yetzahara. The poor guy. It's his bad mazel, he has to become the Yetzahara. He takes the job, then he takes the job, God calls him bad, and then to, to add insult to injury, the Gemara calls him a manuval, and then, you know, the cherry on top is lost in love. Hashem's going to take a knife and shecht his throat. Well, why do you have to shecht the Yitzhahara? Give him the pink slip and give him a paid vacation. You know, he could go to Miami. No more Jews in Miami. There's plenty of room for the Yitzhahara. Let the Yitzhahara go on vacation. We have to shecht the Yitzhahara. Why do you have to shecht the Yitzhahara? Just fire him. Dismiss him. You'll give him disability. You'll give him unemployment. But you have to shecht him? Why do you have to shecht him? Now listen to this. This perhaps is the the, whop, the biggest whopper. Yeah, this is the biggest whopper. I got an email from a guy in London. He liked a certain thing. He said, that was a real cracker. I never heard that expression before. It was a cracker, okay? So we have to give... Listen to this. So, Gemara says, V'amar Rebbe Shimon ben Lakish, Rishayim, the wicked, Afilu al pischoi shal gehenim. Even when they're at the gate of Gehenim, the purgatory. You know what Gehenim is? It's very hot there. It's a very hot place, right? Rishayim, even, you imagine, you know, you have this guy, his whole life, he never learned, he never davened, he never did mitzvahs, he only sinned. And you have two angels in the world to come, you can imagine, two two angels, they're, they're holding him up by the arms, they're schlepping him into, he's looking down, there's this big pot, with a fire underneath, they're about to dump him in the pot, right? And he sees, I don't know, matzo balls floating around in there, other Risham inside, you know? And they're about to throw him in the pot. So you would think, what would this Russia do? Oh! Ashamnu, Baganu, he would say, right? He would say, Tachno Nusuch Svart, right? He would say the whole Asham, he would say everything. With the Chidaz Avidoy, right? Achalnu Machos Asurois, right? The whole, the whole thing. He would do Tshuva. Says the Gemara, even in the world of truth, when they're about to dump the Russia into the fire, the Russia doesn't do tshuva. In the world of truth, where everything is crystal clear, where the, where the MS is staring him in the face, he knows where he's about to go, apparently he can do it, we're going to let him do tshuva if he would, but he doesn't do it. You're, the guy is, you know, he's melting away, his clothing is already melting off, you know, his glasses are disintegrating, they're about to throw him into the pot, he sees, you know, the carrots you know, flying up to the top of the pot, he sees other Risham, you know, screaming their heads off, no tshuva, you know, throw me in. Doesn't do tshuva. Why wouldn't a Russia do tshuva as he's about to be thrown into Gehenna? Now listen to this. Listen to this. It says the Yushalmi in Adarim. You know who else? You know who's going to try to sneak into Ganeidin La'asulavai? Listen to this one. Esav HaRasha is going to take a talus Put it, Iber and Cup, he's gonna put it over his head. He's gonna sneak into Gan Eden. Imagine there's a shear, they're sitting around the table. Yitzchak, Yaakov Avinu, Avram Avinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, Rashi, the Vilna Goin, the Chavetz Chaim, and all of a sudden this guy is gonna sneak in. 
He's with the talis on his head. He's going to sit down on the table with the tzaddikim. Who is it? Esav. And until the Rebbeinu is going to come and say, Oh, that's where you went. Grab him by the neck. Pull him out. Throw him into Gehenna. So I just have one simple question for you. How did he get into Gan Eden? How did he get there? I mean, you would think if the Vilna Gain would notice Esav sneaking into Gan Eden, you'd give him a big kick. Kick him out. How in the world is Esav sneaking into Gan You know, Esav, well, you know, he probably, he's wearing, you know, some kind of uh, hunting outfit with a rifle across his chest, you know, with, you know, with the leather, you know, cape on, with long red hair, with, you know, he hasn't shaved in a few days. How does Esav, you think because he put the talus on his head, he still, he has the big gun, he has the boots. How? What? How's he going to get into Gan Eden? Okay. Yaakov Avinu. Look at number seven. The Pasuk says, Vayivosar Yaakov Levadoi. Yeah, keep it up. Yitzchak's going to kick him out. You know? Vayivosar Yaakov Levadoi. Yaakov is left alone. This is when Yaakov is about to encounter Esav HaRasha. Vayayovek Yishimai. And a man wrestles with him. Who's the man? Everybody knows this man is the Sarai Shal Esav, the ministering angel of Esav. What does the Sarai Shalesav look like? Right? We know the Sarai Shalesav is really the Yetzahara. <coughs> what does the Yetzahara look like? Anybody know? What does the Yetzahara look like? Pitchfork? What is, how does he dress? What kind of clothing does he wear? Who does he look like? You know, I have some ideas, but says the Gemara, listen to this. Tzemachloikes, what the Sarai Shalesav looks like. Gemara in Chulen, Salik Alpha Menalf. The Yitzhahara is dressed like a guy. He looks like a Tamil Chacham. So we have a Machlokis, what the Yitzhahara looks like. One man, the Amr says, he looks like a guy. You know, he has tattoos, he has a mohawk. He has a leather jacket, right? He comes off his motorcycle. He has chains. Ah, other man numbers, no. He has a, a nice hat, a strimal, a bekisha, right? A rekel. He looks like a big tamakov. He looks like one of the gedolim. You know, you, if, if you had a lineup of all the gedolim Yisrael and you put the Yitzhahara in there, you cannot distinguish him. Very interesting. This is a new look for the Yitzhahara, right? It's very interesting that the Yitzhahara could be one of two images, one of two, one of two pictures. How do we understand this machlaikas? Does the Yitzhahara look like a guy, or does the Yitzhahara look like a Tamar Chacham? Rabbi Sai, there's a very important medrash, Vayikar Rabba, Parshia Gimel Oisei. That is this week's parasha, Parsha Shmini. It talks about the kosher animals, the treif animals. And the Torah tells us, in order for a behemoth to be kosher, it has to have simanim. It has to have two kosher signs. It has to chew its cut. It has to have split hooves. Says the Torah, what if it only either chews its cud but doesn't have split hooves, or has split hooves but doesn't chew its cud? It's not kosher. The Torah lists for us that there are only three animals that chew their cud but do not have split hooves. Okay? The gamal, the camel, the shafan, we don't know exactly what the translation of it is. The Arneves, you know, different Chumashim translate it differently. I'm not going to translate it. That's not the objective of today's share. The Gamal, that's a camel. 
Shafan and Arneves, maybe it's a type of hyrax, we don't know exactly what it is. These are three animals that chew their cud, don't have split hooves. There is one animal that has split hooves that doesn't chew its cud, what is that? The chazir, the pig. Says the Medrash Vayikarabah, that throughout our long and dark history, we've encountered four umais, four exiles, four malchiyais, four great empires, who are represented by these four animals. Bavel, the Babylonians, Paras, the Persians, Yavan, the Greeks, and Rome. Says the Medrash, there is a fundamental difference between the first three and the Chazir. And the, and the Medrash goes on to say that, for example, Bavel is compared to the camel. Like the Pasuk says, Bas Bavel HaShaduda, Ashrei SheYishalem Lach Es Gemulech. Gemulech, Alashen Gama. Then you have Shafan. The, the Medrash says, Shafan chews its cud, doesn't have split hooves. Just like the Persian dynasty, some of the kings were good, some of the kings were not good. Kairesh was a good guy. Daryavesh was a good guy. Achashverosh was a bad guy. Then you have Yavan. Yavan is compared to the Arneves. Why? Says the Medrash, the mother of Talmai, her name was Arneves. Actually, the Gemara Megillah says it was his wife. It's Machlokas, the Medrash, and the Gemara. Then, the Gemara says, the Medrash says like this. The Chazir has the two split hooves. It sticks out its split hooves, and what does it call out? Taharani. I am kosher. I am kosher. What about the fact it doesn't chew its cud? That's hidden. That's on the inside. That's not recognizable. But it shows off the Chazer Fisalach. It shows off its Simon Tahara. Look at me. I'm kosher. The Medrash continues. The Medrash says, that's exactly what Rome is. That's the Western world. The Western world on the outside, they look civilized. They look like they have judicial systems. They look like they have a running government. But on the inside, they are the most corrupt of any of the Umais. And the Medrash goes on to say how throughout history, different governors, as they were executing robbers, adulterers, the Medrash tells a story about the judge who whispers into the executioner, you see these three guys that I'm killing? The the Gazlan, the Ganov, and the Menoif? I did all three last night and no one will ever find out about it. That is the, that sums up Edom. Then on the outside they look civilized and on the inside they're the most corrupt. The matter continues. There is something unique about the first three empires as opposed to the Chazir the pig. And that is, they all chew their cut. How do you say chew cut in Hebrew? Gera yigar. Right? Right? Uh, in order, the way to say male gera. Gera is a lashon of garain, the throat. The first three Umais always praised Hashem. Even Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar praised God. In fact, the Medrash says that Nebuchadnezzar in one sentence praised God as much as David HaMelech in all of Sefer Tehillim. So even Nebuchadnezzar was Male Geira. He praised Hashem. The Persians, they praised Hashem. What did Kairesh say? Kai Amar Hashem L'Meshichai Kairesh. Kairesh recognized God, he praised Hashem. How about Yavan? Yeah, of course, Yavan Alexander the Great praised Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Elikei, Shemayim. But Edoim, not only do they not praise Hashem, they blaspheme. And then the Medrash continues, listen to this, that even as bad as the first three empires were, they have one very redeeming quality, and that is, 
Male Geira. Geira refers to Geirim, the strangers, the Tamide Chachamim. At least they show Kavoy to Tamide Chachamim. And the fact, despite the fact that they were terrible to us and they destroyed a Besamikdash, they were Mechabed Tamide Chachamim. Nebuchadnezzar was Mechabed Daniel. Achashverosh was Mechabed Mordechai. The Greeks were Mechabed Shimon. But the Romans, they murdered the Yasara Haruge Malchus. So listen, this is a very interesting thing. When you want to know the value system of Kavit Tatamid HaChachamim, that could be enough of a Zuchus to offset the entire reputation of the first three Malchios. But Rome, what are we focusing on on Rome? Not the fact that they murdered millions. The fact they were not Mechabe Tamid HaChachamim. Very interesting. But here's the bottom line. Says the Medrash, we have four empires. They are reflected by the four animals. The Gamal, the Shafan, the Arnevis, the Chazir. Listen to this. The Simen Tahara of the Gamal, the Shafan, and of the Arnevis is what? They have, they chew their cud. Their Simen Tahara is on the inside. Their Simen Tuma is on the outside. They don't have split hooves. When it comes to the Chazir, it's just the opposite. When it comes to the Chazir, their bad simen is on the inside. Their good simen is on the outside. Says the Vilna Gain, listen to this, an amazing thing. When you talk about the people in Bayesh Rishain, on the outside, they were very wicked. They killed, they committed adultery, they bowed down to idols. Their Averos were begaloi, they were revealed. But the Gemara says on the inside, they were wholesome. They had bitachon and Hashem. So therefore, their corruption was manifested outwardly. That is why they were counteracted. They were... Who went against the people in Bayes Rishon? The Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks. Who their Ra was external. Their Ra was outside. To match... To match the corruption of Bayes Rishon. The corruption of Bayes Rishon was outwardly manifested. Therefore their enemies were Ra Mibachot, says the Gain. But Bayesheni on the outside, we were learning Torah, we were doing Chesed. It was internal corruption. Sinas Chinam, says the guy. we'll see where the Sinas Chinam came from. Ah, you know what you're called? You know what you're called when you learn and you do chesed and internally you have sinas chinam, you're called a hypocrite. Ah, so you will now be faced with the biggest antagonist of all. Edom, Edom comes, oh look, I'm a kosher, I'm kosher, look, I have split hooves. Yeah, but, but Edom doesn't chew its cud. On the outside, Edom says, look at me, I'm kosher. On the inside, Edom murders your tamine chachamim. So says the Vilna Gain, the punishments of Bayes Rishon as opposed to Bayes Sheni were Mida Kineg and Mida. Bayes Rishon, outwardly, they were horrendous. Inwardly, they were wholesome. They are faced by the Gamal, the Shafan, the Arnevis. Bayes Sheni, outwardly, they were perfect. Inwardly, they were corrupt. They are faced by Esau. Says the Vilna Gain, Bayes Rishon are compared to what part of the body? The fingernail. Why the fingernail? Because everybody sees your fingernail. Even if you're wearing 30 layers of clothing, everyone sees your fingernail. That's the one part of the body that's visible. So the error of the external Averos of Bayes Rishon 
were a lot better than the internal sins of Bayashani. What was the internal sins of Bayashani? Sinaschinam. Now the Gra does not explain exactly where the Sinaschinam came from during Bayashani. So we have a Sefer over here. Look at number 11. This is a Sefer Emunah Vahashkacha. Sefer Emunah Vahashkacha is a collection of various thoughts of the Vilna Gain. And he says something very, very interesting. In and of itself, Sinas Chinam cannot be compared to the Cardinal Three. You cannot say that Sinas Chinam is equal to Avodah Gile Arayas, Shvi Unless the Sinas Chinam stems from the following. Listen to this. You have a guy. Right? All of a sudden you have a store and you know your business is very successful and you're raking it in and it's, it's working very well and you're paying the bills and you have surplus and all of a sudden your competitor opens the same store and now the income flow is not the same and you hate the guy's guts because he's taking away your money, he's affecting your cash flow, he is causing you not to make the same amount of money you used to make, guess what you just violated? Sinas chinam, but it's much worse than that. You're not, you don't believe in God. You don't believe in God. Your friend is affecting your cash flow. You really think because your friend opening up, opened up the same store as you, that's why you're not making as much money? On Rosh Hashanah, God decreed that this year you're not going to make as much money as last year. So how did God orchestrate it? He had a friend of yours open a similar business. But he's not taking away, oh, I can't stand that guy. If not for him, I would have gotten the better Aliyah. Really? Not because that guy is affecting your covet. He's not affecting your covet. Everything that happens to a person is nigzarmanashamayim. How much money you're going to make? How much covet you're going to have? How much nachas you're going to have? Everything that happens to a person in his life is decreed menashamayim. So if you hate your friend, you can't stand your friend because you think he's hurting you. That's sinas chinam, that's apikarsos. That's what the Gemara is talking about, says the guy. It's not about, oh, let's all get along and let's be friendly and let's be happy and let's all agree on every issue. No mitzvah to agree on every issue. You have 12 degolim in Klal Yisrael. You have 12 flags. Chassam Soifer right. You have to have 12 flags. Reuven has his flag. They're different shitas, different opinions. That's not avas. Avas Yisrael means that you understand nobody could affect you. Nobody could take away from you. Whatever happens to you is nigzar min Says the guy in the following, Bayis Rishon, they had Amun of Hashem, they had Bitochan in Hashem. Outwardly, they were rotten. They had Taiva, they had desire, they had passion to kill, to do big Averas. Their problem was on the outside. Ah, oh, their problem's on the outside. If you look yourself in the mirror and you could see that you're doing something wrong, you're in good shape. Because you know why? You can correct it. So by Bayis Rishon, the Nevi'im came, they said, hey, you guys, you're a bunch of robbers, you're a bunch of murderers, you're a bunch of adulterers. Shape up or ship out. So they shaped up. After 70 years, they came back to Eretz Yisrael, they built a Bayashini. Why? Because their Avera was external. You could correct an external sin. But Bayashini on the outside, they were learning, they were shuckling, they were doing chesed, they got it down. They had it down to a side. But they didn't believe in God. That's what it means they had sinas chinam, says the Vilna Gain. When it says they hated their friend, it means they did not have enough emuna and bitachon and Hashem. Ah, oh, that means they're fundamentally corrupt. They're corrupt in their opinions. Now listen to this. Says the Vilna Gain, one of the most important midas for a person to have is the midah of histapkos. 
Histapkus means being satisfied with the lot in life that God presents to you right now. You know, often people are always looking, oh, if only I had this, if only I could do this, if only, if only, we're looking beyond. The meat of Histapkus is, whatever the Rivanisham gave you, maximize your enjoyment from what the Rivanisham gave you. Here you have a cow. Yeah, you have a cow. It's a nice cow. Elsie the cow. It has one patch of grass. It can't really go too far because it has split hooves. So it's never thinking, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. It doesn't even know. No. Can't, it can't even see. It has split hooves. can't go anywhere, says the guy. It eats the grass. And guess what it eats afterwards? Nachamol. It eats the grass again. It eats it, sends it down to, you know, the third stomach, and then the second, and it ruminates and regurgitates and all those other words, and it brings it back up, and it eats the grass a third time. And then after it eats the grass a third time, guess what it does? It eats it again. And the entire day, it keeps on eating again and again and again and again the same Dalit Amos of grass that the Rebani Shalom gave it. Oh, that's a kosher behemah. That's a behemah that says... All I need is what Rebansham gave me today. What's going to be tomorrow? I'll find more grass and I don't think about tomorrow. The cow doesn't think about tomorrow. He doesn't say, oh, I have to work more. You know why I have to work more? Because how are my grandchildren going to support their grandchildren in Kylo? So I have to work more. You know, hey, how come you didn't come to this year? I had to make more money. Why? Because 10th generation, I don't have enough money for the 10th generation from now. 10th generation? Are you thinking about the 10th? You know, people, they're, t- they're 30 years old. They're worrying about the retirement. They can't come to a shiur, right? They're worried about the retirement. Right? You know, halavai, we should all get there. But the midah of his tapkos is, be content with what the Rebunsham presents to you at the moment. Don't worry so much about what will be. Says the Vilna Gain, says right, you have to save, you have to keep on saving up, saving up, saving up. It's like, Oishar, Shamar, Balasa, Rasa. People save their whole lives, they never use the money. Right? Says the Vilna Gain, the Midah of a Kasher Behema is, chew your cud. That means whatever God gave you, just enjoy it. Maximize the enjoyment of it. Right? Rabbi Miller used to say, you know, the more you chew on bread, the more you you release the starches and the sugars of the bread, the more you chew it, the more saliva you excrete into the bread, the sweeter it becomes. Maximize enjoyment of what the Rebunisham gave you right now. Learn from the cow. When you eat a piece of steak, you should think, to be kind of the midah of the cow. So, right? What does that mean? Don't start saying mu. But think that you're trying to acquire the midah of histapkos, satisfi- being satisfied, having bitachin, that what the Rebansham presents to you is what you need to be successful in this world. That's the midah of the camel. That's the midah of the shafan. That's the midah of the arneves. They chew their cud. In bias reshine, they chewed their cud. On the outside, they murdered they um, adultery, every bad avera. But at least internally, they had the midah of his tapkos. By Yashani, they were never satisfied. Every time a guy made another buck, they think, oh, he's taking away my buck. They didn't chew their cud in by Yashani. God says, oh, you're not chewing your cud. You know, you have to face, you have to face the pig. In other words, if outwardly you do mitzvahs, but inwardly you don't have the contentment of chewing your cud, of being able to enjoy what the Rebbe gives you, 
then your antagonist is going to have to be the hypocrite Esav, the Chazir. The Chazir on the outside says, look, I'm tar. But inwardly, the Chazir does not chew its cut. Okay. Rabbi Sai. so we're talking a little bit today about the delusions, the illusions, the seductions of Esav, of the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah comes to you and says, look, I'm kosher, I have split hooves, and he hides the fact that he doesn't chew its cut. Rabbi Sai, I want to read to you, look at number 12, very powerful words of Mesil HaSisham. Mesil HaSisham tells us like this. Says in Mesil HaSisham, in Paragimel, the Chalkei has a hearing. Toshes Choshech Vihi Laila. God created darkness and there was night, says Mesilas Yasharim. Zeh Ha'olam Hazeh Shadoimel Laila. That is this world. It's similar to the nighttime. Says Mesilas Yasharim, and I'll translate for you. Look at how wondrous the analogy is of comparing Olam Hazeh to the night. Why is Olam Hazeh compared to the night, says Masil Sisharim? Because we know the nighttime can cause your eyes to err, to be mistaken, to see things wrongly in two ways. Way number one is you're walking down the street and you don't see that in two feet there's a lamppost because it's dark outside. So you're walking, walking, walking and bang, right? You walk into the lamppost. Why? Because it's dark outside and you can't see the pitfalls that lie ahead. You know, you're driving in the car, and you don't see, there's a, there's a pothole in the street. It's dark outside, you can't see the pothole. That's the first kind of error that, that darkness could cause. But there's another more lethal, dangerous error that darkness could cause, and that is, you're walking down the street, and you think it's a lamppost. Turns out it's a guy being very still, holding a weapon. But you didn't see him because it was dark outside. Or sometimes you're walking down the street and you get nervous. There are two people coming toward you. And it's really just two trees, you know, rustling in the wind. So there are two kinds of mistakes darkness could cause. Either it does not allow you to see the danger that lies ahead. Or it perverts your vision. Sometimes you see a person as a pillar. And sometimes you see a pillar as a person. Says Masilas Yisharim, listen to these words. Oilam Hazeh is a very dangerous place. It's a very tricky place. The Yetzer Hara can blind a person in one of two ways. Way number one is, Yetzer Hara says, ah, go, go be friendly with this guy. He's a very nice guy. He's a very friendly guy. Be good friends with him. The Yetzer Hara blinds you to the fact that every single time you have a conversation with this guy, it's full of Lashon Hara, it's full of Rechilas. The guy has a bad influence on you. So the Yitzhahara does not allow you to see the danger that lies ahead. But you know what the biggest error that the Yitzhahara makes you make is? The Yitzhahara convinces you that the Averos that you do are mitzvahs. And that the mitzvahs that you do are Averos. Says Masil Susharim, most things that we do in this world that are Averos, we can never do chuvan. You know why? Because the Yitzhahara so blinds our eyes, he convinces us that it's a mitzvah. And most mitzvahs that we think we're doing that's the right thing, Yitzhahara says, no, 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 don't do it. It's navera. Now that mistake is much harder to, to keep away from. Because if the Yitzhahara convinces you that navera is a mitzvah, how are you going to keep away from that avera? How are you going to keep? The Yitzhahara has convinced you it's a mitzvah. 
I would venture to say, you know, if you were to, if a person were to make a cheshben hanefesh of all of his mitzvahs and averos, it's very scary to think that a lot of things that we would put in the mitzvah column are actually sins. And scary as it is, we may never do tshuva for them. Because the Yitzhahara convinced us that it's a mitzvah. And many averos that we may do, that we think, uh, that we think is the right thing, they're their mitzvahs. It's very interesting. Mesil Sisham says, look at number 12. He says in the second paragraph, the hatos hasheni, the second error. Vuhu kashem and arishan is even more difficult than the first. Hu shemate riyasam is he perverts your vision. At sheroyim hara kiilu humamish toiv. He makes you think evil is actually good. The hatoiv kiilu hara. And good, it's bad. And he thereby, he strengthens you. The Yetzirah, he dresses up like a Talmud Chacham. And he says, yeah, go do this mitzvah. It's a big mitzvah. It's a big Indian. Wednesday night, 8.30, you have to help your wife. You have to help her at home. You have to shalom bias. It's a very important mitzvah. You have to clean up. You have to put the kids to sleep. It's a very big Indian. Ah, you haven't lifted a finger the entire day to help? No. But 8.30, all of a sudden, the Yitzhahara comes and says, you know, you have to help. Shalom Bayis. There's a big member. You went to a Shalom Bayis year 73 years ago, and they talked about the importance of Shalom Bayis. Oh, right, all of a sudden, middle of the Zimra, everyone's going around welcoming people to Shul. Oh, Shalom Aleichem. Right? So you think you're a big machna soirech. You're being friendly. You're being nice to people. Ah, you know, if you say one word during Pesukah de Zimra, you're already uneligible to serve in, in a Jewish army because the Avera is so chamor that you never know what can happen to you. Yeah, but I have to be. Right? All of a sudden during davening, the Yitzhahara comes and says, Right? And he tells you all the songs that you heard in kindergarten the last time, right? And he tells you the importance of Right? So all of a sudden the Yitzhahara, and you write down at, at, at the end of the day, make a cheshman nefesh. Yeah, today I did a big mitzvah. I helped my wife from 8.30 to 9.30. Of course, as soon as 9.30 came, I wasn't helping her anymore, right? <laughs> and then, also during davening, I welcomed a lot of people into the shul, and you make a whole cheshman on Nefesh of all the mitzvahs you did. And guess who got you to do the mitzvahs? It's a who dressed up in his big hat and his long beard. He convinced you to do all the mitzvahs. And unfortunately, how are you ever going to do tshuva? Because you don't even know it's a mitzvah. And all the things, yeah, all the avera, you're in shul, you see somebody saying something during chazos hashatz. Yitzhar says, don't say anything, don't say anything. You know, you have to respect the person's honor. Kavit habriyos, selim elokim. You can't chasushalim, say anything to the person. You know, you have to be mechabim. Aye, the second you get out of the shul, right, you insult everyone you meet. But no, all of a sudden, and you write, write in your cheshben nefesh how you're so careful for the covet of your friend in the shul. And you have a whole long list of mitzvahs that you know who got you to do the Yitzhar. And a whole long list of averos that you didn't do. And a person comes up, says, this is very interesting. Very interesting. I, my friend, a friend of mine, Nachmi Luban, he showed me, look at number 23, this is the Hakdam of the Sefer, Pekudas Elazar, Reb Lazar Hakoin Kahanov, who was a Rashiv Tarvadas. And he says a very interesting thing. You have this Russia, you're about to throw him into the hot pot with the matzah balls and the other Rishayim, and he doesn't do tshuva. You know why he's not doing tshuva? Because he thinks it's a big joke. It's a big mistake. Any minute now, God is going to come and send him 
to the right place, to Gan Eden. Because, of course, he has on his little booklet, he's about to whip out of his pocket, all the list of thousands of thousands of mitzvahs he did in his lifetime, and all the averas he didn't do. The Russia, even as he's about to be thrown into the fires of Gehenna, he doesn't do Tshuva. You know why? Because he doesn't think he's a Russia. He thinks he's a Tzaddik. And guess what? Not only does he think he's a Tzaddik, many other people think he's a Tzaddik. If you think you know what a tzaddik is, says Mr. Sisharim, ki hachasidus ho amiti hu rachak mitzir sechleinu. You know, people say, yeah, that guy's a tzaddik. Yeah, really? How do you know? How do you know? I think. Really? You think? How many mesechtas do you know? With Taisus. Yeah, but I think he's a tzaddik. How many times did you learn Mesil Sisharim? You learned it a hundred times yet? Yeah, but I think he's a tzaddik. How do you know? How do you know what a tzaddik is? You know how... The same way the Yitzhahara has got him, he's got you too. You know, in the times of Chazal, a Basko came out and said, there's one person here who's Roy for Hashem to reside on. And they said, who? And the Basko said, Shmuel HaKatan. That means in the times of Tanoim, without the Basko, without Hashem telling them who the greatest one was, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Why? Because the Yitzhahara blinds our eyes. We think, this is what it says in Mishlei, Kolderech ish yasher Everybody thinks they're on the right path. Everybody thinks they're on the right path. By the way, Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz writes, you know what sinas chinam is? Sinas chinam is when unlearned people hate the Tamid Chachamim. That's sinas chinam. Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz writes, you know why the base of English was destroyed? Because the biggest hatred in the world are people who don't value Torah study and to them, they look at a Tamachach, I'm like, he's off the wall. Sin Aschinam is, Ame Haaretz hating Tamidachachamim. It's a different value system. The Yitzhahara completely blinds a person's eyes. People, me and you, there are many things in life, me and you, we think we're on the right path. And we're not. We're not. And that's a very scary thought. The Gemara says, the Rishon, even as about to be thrown into Gehenim, they don't do tshuva. Tshuva for what? I'm a good guy. You know, Ribarishalom, hey, you know, uh, uh, when are you coming to rescue me? You know, and they're about to toss him in. As he's flying in the air, he's waiting for Ribarishalom to come schlep him out. He does Ace of Harasha, sneaks into Gan Eden, and nobody bats an eyelash. Because Ace of Harasha, he has the moves down so well. To the naked eye, if Yitzchak, I guarantee if Yitzchak cannot detect who Ace of was, if Asa would walk into the room now, we would all get up. Everyone would, you know, we'd all listen to his share. Asa <coughs> Varash, if he would walk in, you know, he would be the head of uh, the biggest God of the, he would be the God of Adar. No question. If Asa would walk in right now, he would be the God of Adar. What do you mean? But we are so, we don't recognize how blinded we are for the Yitzhahara. Says the Avnei Nezer, the Yitzhahara has two costumes. One costume is, he appears like a guy. And to some Jews, he says, come, let's sin, let's do Navera, Lashon Hara, Shatnes, Achmacholis Asurais, Histakos. He comes straight ahead, and he gets you to sin. But you know what? Most Jews don't fall for that. So the Yitzhah has to put on a different costume, says the Avni The Yitzhah has to dress up as a Talmud Chacham. He comes, he puts on his black hat, he puts on his long beard, he puts on his reckle, and he convinces you to do Averos, 
persuading you that it's a mitzvah gedayla. And that's very frightening. That's very frightening. That means really that before we, every person, has to make an accounting, make a cheshben, and think, you know what? There are definitely things that we do wrong that we have deluded ourselves. Right? We have deluded ourselves into thinking they are big mitzvahs. George Bernard Shaw says, when it comes to self-delusion, every man is a genius. Right? When it comes to self-delusion, every man is a genius. That's the Yetzirah has two costumes. He has the costume of a guy, he has the costume of the Yetzirah. Says the Ben Ishchai, right? Says the Ben Ishchai. By the way, um, right, the, the shir is Le'ilei Nishmas, Elio Ben Istam. And I want to say it's a beautiful thing to have a shir as a, as a yard site shir. Instead of, you know, coming together just to eat and to drink, right? So uh, what does that do for the Neshama? Right? Of, of, but now you have a shir where people are learning Torah Barabim. It's the biggest Eloi Neshama you could get to a Niftar. So you have to stay over, you know, for, uh, from the Ben Ishchai tonight. Says the Ben Ishchai on Mesechta Kedushin. You know why God calls the Yitzhahara bad? Because God said, listen to this. I hired you for one purpose. I hired you to be head-on attack. To come to people and tell them, do an Avera, do the wrong thing. I never hired you to be an imposter, to be a hypocrite, to convince people to do Averos under the guise of mitzvahs. I never convinced you to do that. You were never hired for that. I never gave you that job. You went ahead and, you know, you gave it a life of its own. The Yitzhahara came as soon as God employed the Yitzhahara. God gave the Yitzhahara a little storefront. All of a sudden, the Yitzhahara, he excavated, he made a basement, he made a third store. Right? He really expanded the business. God said, you know why you're bad? You're bad because you took the job to the next level. You know why you're... You have a, over here in the Sefer, Arachayim, Chavos Yoyer, not Arachayim, HaKadosh, Bill number 18. You know why God calls the Yitzhahara a manuval? You know why he's a manuval? Because he's so rotten. He's such a hypocrite. He's such an imposter that most of the things that he gets us to do wrong, he masks, he paints it. He paints it like a mitzvah. That's why he's a manuval. The word manuval could also mean putting on a false costume. That's why the Yitzhahar is a manuval. What do you have to do if they get right now? So says Arachayim. In Paga manuval, once the Yitzhahar gets a hold of you, so now you're in big trouble. Because if he just gets you to do an Avera, tries to convince you to do an Avera, so it's, you know, you say, no, I'm not going to listen to you. But what do you do when the Yitzhahar comes and says, go do this mitzvah? And now you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I'm coming or going. I don't know, should I do the Avera? Should I do the Mitzvah? I don't know if it's Mitzvah. I don't know the Avera. You know what you have to do? Mashcheyu lebeis hamedrash. You have to be involved in Limur HaTorah. If you're not involved in Limur HaTorah, you should know the Yitzhahara has you in his clutches. You don't know if you're coming or going. You think you're going one way, you're going the other way. You think you're on the right path, you're on the wrong path, and you don't even know it. Mashcheyu lebeis hamedrash. Rabbi said, I believe this is the first time we're featuring from the Baal Shem Tov. You ready for this? Says the Mishnah Masech Shabbos. One of the Lama Test Malachas is Shoichet, slaughtering. So the Gemara asks, look at number 19. Shoichet Mishomai. Why are you chayev for shechting on Shabbos? Rav Omar Mishom Tzoyveya. 
Rav says because you're dying. Dying means you're, when you shech the behemah, the base hashchita, the area that you slaughter, you're painting red, you're coloring red, that's dying on Shabbos. Shmuel says, no, you're chayef for taking out the animal's soul. So the Gemara says, does Rav hold only dying and not netilas neshama? So the Gemara says, no, dying and netilas neshama. Now listen to this, alright? So what the Gemara is saying is, why are you not allowed to shecht on Shabbos? It's dying, D-Y-E, right? To die, to color. Says Taisvis a very mysterious comment. Look at number 20. The last words of Taisvis, Ashoichet de Alma The Mishnah, the Gemara is speaking about shechting generally. What's that supposed to mean? Shechting generally, as opposed to what? Says the Baal Shemta, Shoichet Mishamai. You ready for this? La'asid la'vai. In the future, in the end of days, God's going to take the Yitzhahar by his neck and he's going to shecht him. And the Gemara wants to know why? Shoichet Mishamai. Why are we going to shecht the Yitzhahar? He's a good guy. He's just doing his job. The Gemara says, Misham Tsaivai. You know why God's going to shecht him? Because he was only created to get you to sin. He was never created to paint the Avera as if it's a mitzvah. Misham Tsaivai. Because he's a hypocrite. Because he's an imposter. Because he takes the job to the next level. Misham Tsaivai. He paints the Avera as if it was a mitzvah. He paints the Avera as if it's a mitzvah. That's why God's going to slit his neck. Because that's something God did not entrust him to do. Obviously, God allows him to do it. But that was not the job description. When the Yitzhahara, you know, when God, you know, um, put an ad in the paper, who wants to get people to sin? And the Yitzhahara applied. The job description was only get people to sin straight ahead. The job description was not to make you think that your Averis are mitzvahs. Right? And if a person, in Paga B'chomenuvah, person has to understand that someone who's not involved in regular Torah study, the Yitzhahara has him in his clutches. There's no such thing as somebody who's able to escape the Yitzhahara without being involved in Torah. Chazal say, Barasi Yitzhahara, Barasi Torah. God created the Yitzhahara, and there's one medication, there's one antidote. Right? The Mesut Sharm says, now here of a guy, he goes to the doctor, the doctor says, here, you have an infection. Right? Here's the antibiotic. So the guy says, he's a chacham, he says, eh, antibiotic. You know? He says, I'm gonna do it on my own. So he goes, he starts scraping, you know, leaves, and he starts eating some soil, and he does exercise, and oh, right, the omega-3 fish oil can't hurt, and all that stuff. So what do we say about him? He's a shaita, he's a fool. The doctor at least knows more than you about this. And he told you, the only medication is this. God is the doctor. He created the illness. The illness is the Yitzhahara. And there's only one medication. The medication is Limura Limura Musar. And if somebody thinks, yeah, I have everything. Everything's under control. I'm a good Jew. I have a good heart. I like to do the right thing. I always do the right thing. You should know if you're somebody who says, I like to do the right thing, you are 100% doing the wrong thing. No question. It is impossible to escape 
the clutches of the Yitzhahara unless you take the right dose, the right medication. In Paga Becha Menuval, when the Yitzhahara grabs a hold of you and he starts to paint, yeah, this is the right thing. This is, yeah, I stand for this. My position is this. I support this. Really? Based on what? That's what I think. Ah, oh, that's what you think? Chances are, you're not, you're not on the right path. That's what it says in Mishlei. Kol derech ish yashar bi'enav. You know? There is no human being in this world that doesn't think that they're doing the right thing. But you have to realize the Yitzhahar is very powerful. He's so powerful, even God calls him that. He's so powerful, even God calls him a manuval. Why is he going to be shechted? Misham tsoivai. Now, Belshamta takes it further. Just because Misham tsoivai? No. Af Misham Natilas Neshama. First, he's going to paint the sin, and then he's going to take your soul. That's how he operates. First, he persuades you. First, he acts in a, as an imposter, a hypocrite. He convinces you, and then he takes your soul. Rabbi Sai, let's end with the following. The Pasik says, look at number 30. Do not trick your friend. Don't trick your friend. So it says, and everybody knows, whenever it says the word S, S is Bala Rabbi, S is including something. So it says, Who is the S including? Who else should you not trick besides your friend? Don't fool yourself. Don't trick yourself. So a person has to recognize that life is very confusing. Life is darkness. Oilamazah is a very, very dark world. The Yitzhahara, first of all, the first thing he does is he doesn't allow us to see the pitfalls ahead. But even more severe, even more fatal, even more fundamental, a lot of things that we do wrong, the Yitzhahara convinces us it's a mitzvah. So it's very important for a person to make an introspection, to learn Musr, to learn Taira. You have to have a Rav, you have to have a Rebbe. I say l'charav histalik min But just to think, yeah, I'm going to cruise through life, I have a good heart, and I, I always know the right thing. You know how I know? Because when I do the right thing, I have a good feeling about myself. And when I do the wrong thing, I don't feel good about myself. If that's your barometer in life, you're headed down. You're headed south. You're headed in the wrong way. You have to, you have to use the right compass in life. And the right compass is, Barasi Yitzhahara, Barasi Taira Tavlin. And this is the challenge of our Golas. Because in this Golas, we're not dealing with the Gamal, we're not dealing with the Shafan, we're not dealing with the Arneves. In the olden days, when they sinned outwardly, God said, you're sinning outwardly, you're transparent, your challenge will be the Golasim which are transparent, which their Simone Tuma are on the outside. But in this Golos, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites. On the outside, you act properly. It's on the inside that you're corrupt. So your challenge is going to be Esav. And Esav dresses up like a Talmud Chacham. And you have to know when it's the Yetzir Hara, when it's the Yetzir Taiv, when it's Esav, when it's Yaakov. Abosai, thank you for listening. Have a great evening. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.